to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear me. Happy birthday. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Media Majors, and other than loudly crackling with plastic as he tries to get a little candy out, uh, we're a podcast about major media. I'm Liam Sr. I talk about movies and TV on this podcast, and it's my birthday. It is his birthday. How old are you today, Liam? 24. Oh, man. You came. You. I came. <laughs> oh, man. I came all over the place. You came already. I came, I saw, I conquered, and I came again because conquering gets me super hard. Yeah, you, you showed up on this blue globe 24 years ago. In a little blue marble. In a tiny little blue marble that was... Called Planet Earth. Yeah. In a little place called Latvia, where Doctor Doom is from. A lot of people don't know, but Doctor Doom and I are from the same fictional country in the yeah. X-Men universe. Good friends. He left a he left a post on your Facebook about it. Both Doctor Doom and MF Doom wrote me birthday posts, which is crazy because one is a fictional character and one is the masked MC. Hey, bud! Can't believe it's been twenty four years. Picture of you and Doctor Doom. Vic, like, is that you? Victor Von Doom is here. Yeah. That was a really good Doctor Doom voice. Thank you. But this isn't a voice acting podcast. No, nope. this is a storytelling podcast. It sure is. Each week, Tom and I research a true story from our preferred fields. As I said, Liam Senior, movies and TV, and I like video games and internet culture. And that's Tom Logney. Sometimes yes, it we is. do the bits out of order, and yeah, I you know, like it. We try to keep you on your toes. Um and. I got to choose the theme because I'm the special birthday boy. Yes, he and did. And I chose drugs because <laughs> our 420 episode was so much fun. It was so much fun. And I have been sitting on this story. You know, you, you'll read the title and you guys will figure out what it is. But I've been sitting on this for a while. You wanted to do this since. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, but let's get started. You're going first. I am going first. So I have to become a listener just like you guys. All right. I forgot to do title names. It doesn't matter. Chapter one. Pot. Cocaine is a stimulant, classified as a Schedule II drug by the U.S. government. The following definition comes from the Drug Enforcement Administration's website. Schedule II drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with a high potential for abuse, with use potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. These drugs are also considered dangerous. That drug <laughs> is danger. <laughs> oh no. For a long time, it was very expensive and hard to get. But then the 70s rolled around <laughs> and we were like, yeah, everybody's doing cocaine now. Then the 70s came out and people were like, I can cut this with baby laxative and salt. Yeah, and then and then the 80s happened and we get crack, but we're not talking about We're not about talking about crack today. Freebasing today. Freebase! Play Freebase! <laughs> so in the 80s, everyone is doing blow. But there was one coke scene that may have been the most high profile of them all. Major League Baseball unzips. I'm Eric McAdams now. Surprise guest, happy birthday! It's me, My Eric. best friend since we were five years old is here! Yeah! I like movies! <laughs> no, I do on this podcast. Listen to Eric's guest episodes of Media Majors are great. Okay. So here's the thing about stimulants. They're stimulating. They rev Bye, everybody. <laughs> they, rev they really rev you up. They get you going. Because when the coke hits your brain, the chemical reaction increases your heart rate and blood pressure. 
you get an energy boost and can focus and react to stimuli at a faster rate than normal. It also decreases your appetite and need to sleep or want to sleep. My play is so good and I'm so interesting and I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm on cocaine. This makes it an ideal candidate for doping. The short-term effects are great, and the ones that aren't are manageable. You know, like uh, I did, I did blow before the uh, during the big game. Mm. So tonight, I'm not gonna go to sleep, but tomorrow I don't have to play. Yeah, Lenny Dykstra used to go do blow on the pitcher's mound. Yeah. So for a while, cocaine is this open secret amongst major league baseballers. Open source cocaine. <laughs> but here's the thing about recreational use of stimulants, especially cocaine. It's like crazy bad for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so bad for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, you know how they make cocaine, right? You know what they do to coca leaves. You tell me. They put it in a big vat of like fertilizer and soda crystals and then just kind of like wait for it to dry in the hot, hot sun and then just bang it with a hammer until it's powder. It's like, it's disgusting how it's made. So here's some of the long-term effects of that good, good booger sugar. Was Jimmy Neutron's dad a coke addict? Definitely. Because he called her sugar booger. The intranasal administration of cocaine bypasses the blood-brain barrier. Normally, the blood-brain barrier is its this filter that helps, you know, sort out the toxic shit in your bloodstream. So if you take a drug, it gets into your bloodstream, and that's how it gets to your brain, which is how the dopamine gets released. But if you snort it, like you do with cocaina, <laughs> I really wanted to talk about cocaine just as an yeah, excuse to yeah, yeah. say all the different ways that you can say the word cocaine. Yeah. Um, cocaine. But when you snort it, it bypasses that. So you get all like the bad shit all over your brain too. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why cocaine is like one of the worst drugs you can do because snorting yeah. is anything, not just cocaine, but like if you crush up prescription pills like and snort it. Same same effects. Just rub it on your pee-pee hole. Listen to Media Majors episode 9. <laughs> no, episode 8. So, speaking of noses, you will also get nosebleeds and runny nose. And there will also be damage to nasal mucosa or nasal cartilage. Oh, no. I hate to tell you guys this, but nasal cartilage pretty much makes up all of your nose. It's like your whole nose. Your whole yeah. shit is all one thing. I have a fucked up story. When I was a kid, so my dad is a doctor, and I, I to like scare me away from drugs, I guess he got like this medical. He put journal. on a big ghost costume and wrote drugs on it. He got on. He got this medical journal, and inside were pictures of the the noses and mouths of people who had experienced extensive damage from cocaine snorting and so me at like age i think i was like seven That's saw a dude uh the entire roof of his mouth was gone because he had snorted so much cocaine and my dad was he like sold it. this is a good thing to show to a seven-year-old he sold the roof of his mouth for money for cocaine oh man Yo, so, your dad's fucked up <laughs> You also get super anxious and depressed because you're wired all the time. You're not. Oh, eating, I thought we were just talking about sleeping. me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you're just going, Liam. You're super anxious and depressed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> What's this the story about? And perhaps most alarmingly, you'll experience stimulant psychosis. Stimulant psychosis can be characterized by hallucinations, delusions, and thought disorder. It is bad news. And it's what MLB player Lonnie Smith is experiencing as he sits shaking, hearing voices one night in a hotel room in the early 80s. The next day, he goes into his manager's office and comes clean. Through the ensuing testimonies from Lonnie Smith and others, baseball eventually begins the process of excising cocaine from the sport. 
and succeeds. As far as I'm aware, cocaine is no longer a doping issue in baseball. And you're a real dope if you do it. Bye, everybody. Chapter two. Uh, 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 chapter two, LSD. Back in the 80s, baseball was America's pastime. But now, it might be more accurate to bestow that title upon gaming. No! Are gamers doing coke? Oh, shit, y'all. Just wait. Just, just wait. Just wait, Bobby. <laughs> that means grandmother in Hebrew. <laughs> well, you are legally my grandmother. And I am also legally Hebrew. Basically, what's going on right now and for the last, you know, like, decade, a little longer, is there's a real, like, a, a organized competitive scene, competitive gaming scene in the U.S. and internationally as well. But I'm, I'm specifically talking about some U.S. stuff right now. On that U.S. I'm sure you can see where this all is going. I did just talk about doping in baseball for the last 10 minutes or whatever. So back in 2015, there's this competitive gaming team that's got a bit of a spotlight. This competitive gaming team is called Cloud9, and they'll go on to take second place wins at a whole bunch of competitive events that year. Midsummer, in July, one of their former members, Semphis, is giving an interview. You know, he's like shooting the shit, talking about comms at a March 2015 competitive event, and suddenly, Semphis says this. The ESL comms were kind of funny, in my opinion. I don't even care. We were all on Adderall. Like, really? I, don't, I don't even give a fuck. Like, it was pretty obvious, like, if you listen to the comms, like, I don't know, like, people can hate it or whatever. Tons everyone everyone do does it. the Adderall at ESALN, right? Yeah. Just so. throwing that out there. Uh, they both look like they realize they've just fucked up. You can hear it in the comms, right? Like, it, that's what was so funny to me. It was like, yo, such shit's calm so hectic. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> How wow. fucking sketchy is that conversation, by the way? Really sketchy. What's sketchier is the fact that they both keep looking at the camera like, uh-oh, uh did we, uh, do we, uh, what? Uh, oh, did uh, you just, did, did you just, <gasps> did I just? Snortsky. Anybody who's curious to see like the facial reactions, that video is called ESWC15 interview with Semphis, parentheses, Nihilum. And the quote that you just heard begins uh, at about like seven and a half minutes. Tom, what's Adderall? Liam, I'm so glad that you asked me. I'm, t I'm playing a lot of characters. I was going to say, today is a very character heavy episode for <laughs> Tom, and I'm here for it. So, Adderall is also a stimulant classified as a Schedule II drug. Isn't that weird? By the U.S. government due to its high likelihood for abuse as well as the danger it presents to its user. Its short-term side effects are increased heart rate, blood pressure and focus, an energy boost, and a loss of appetite. Now, hold on a sec, Tom. Uh, what? What, 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 what? Seems to me like we might be talking about cocaine again. You sure you didn't get your notes mixed up there? He well, didn't. Yeah, that, uh, literally my next note is me impersonating you again saying, but Tom, that sounds just like cocaine. Perfect. Commit to the bet. And you're right, Liam, but there are a few crucial differences. Unlike cocaine, Adderall is administered orally, though it can be crushed and snorted for a more intense high. Also, yeah, snorting it gets you higher faster because it's immediately to your brain. It is also a prescribed substance available to those with ADD and ADHD. It actually is or can be useful to those... Uh, diagnosed correctly with ADD and ADHD. Mm -hmm. But this is something that people don't talk about when they say that Addy and its various off-brand knockoffs is the drug of choice for millennials. 
Shocker. There was a wave of ADD panic in the late 90s and early aughts that led to an overprescription of these class 2 stimulant drugs. Lots of kids with ADD and ADHD got drugs that could help them, but a lot of kids without either condition got those same drugs. So now those people have grown up. They live in a competitive environment. They need to get good grades, and so do their friends. So what do they do? They use their 100% legal prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Actually, real talk, um, I was one of the people who was misdiagnosed as a kid and had to take these drugs for a very long time. And in college, I had friends and strangers who either knew or found out about it through somebody come up to me and be like, hey, Tom, I've got this like essay I need to bang out. Can I, can I like snort one of your pills? No, I know. I had a roommate who had the same problem. Yeah. So these are the kinds of situations that arise when you combine a competitive environment with the ads panic of the 2000s. Stimulants are especially useful in competitive gaming, where a victory can rely on a twitch win, the ability to react faster than your opponent on a microsecond scale. So instead of coke, something that's harder to get, carries a larger sentence if you get caught with it, and is arguably a little more dangerous for you, players were using prescription stimulants, mostly Addy. Plus, like, coke is what your parents do. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, this is super widespread. It's so widespread that this guy who's who's interviewing this competitive player is, I mean, they're laughing and joking about it on an interview. And even though they're both, like, weird and uncomfortable about it, they both kind of have that air of, like, you know what? Everybody knows. We can say whatever the fuck we want to. So to, to give you an idea of, like, how really widespread, a man by the name of Steven gave the following quote to Eurogamer. Quote, I was friends with most of the top pro Halo players, and most of them took Adderall. In amateur play, it's huge too. Here's another quote. People manage to get an Adderall prescription, and then they either take the drug themselves or sell it on. I've seen people sell it at tournaments from anything from $10 to $40 a pill. If you're buying Adderall for $40 a pill, you are getting fucking ripped off. Mm -hmm. One anonymous source told ESPN's Outside the Lines that he'd sold Addy to, quote, half of the top 20 players in gaming tournaments he'd competed at in the past. Everybody's doing it across games, across teams, across platforms. When asked why he took Adderall to play competitively, one player said, quote, you feel untouchable in a game. Chapter three. In response to this interview, the Electronic Sports League decides to take action and quote, move forward with drugs policing, or drugs policing, <laughs> education, and prevention among participants. They did not, however, punish Semphis or his former team. There you go. Like you can talk about this openly in an interview and nobody and gets punished. Fine. That That's interviewer crazy. probably got chewed out, but like they've still got their jobs. They're still getting paid. Quote, we have no way of knowing whether Semphis, despite what he said, has actually taken Adderall or not. We can't punish somebody if we are not 100% sure he is guilty. And as we have no way to test it anymore, we're four months after the event, we won't take action in this specific case. Other than the fact that he admitted that he did it on camera. On yeah, on tape. There's cool. a recording of him saying, yeah, we were all on Adderall. Pretty sure like in a court of law, that would count. Yeah, it's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, that's a confession. That's yeah, a confession. The following are the anti-doping policies of the ESL. Oh my God. Players are subject to saliva testing at any point during a tournament schedule and they will not be notified during before the test. They're just trying to get nerds to kiss each other. <laughs> Their priority is on amphetamines, though players with a prescription and a letter from a doctor are given exceptions. Damn, you need both? 
The punishment for testing positive for any substance on their list ranges from a red, uh, ranges from a red Koopa shell <laughs> to that gun in Doom you showed me with the chainsaw. Ranges from deducted prize money and tournament points to disqualification and up to a two-year ban from ESL events. Dang. Yeah. You know, though tests and punishments may be effective, the ESL still has to deal with the fact that we live in a world where it is still extremely easy to get an Adderall prescription especially since many of the folks in competitive gaming are still young enough that it's not suspicious for them to just start an Adderall prescription. If you're young, you can probably fake your way into an Adderall prescription. It's really, it's easy to fake your way into any prescription. It's all about confidence <laughs> and a good necktie. It's all about confidence. And if, you, if you've rubbed one out before, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can smell it on you, I think is like the logic behind that. <laughs> if you have your dick oil all over your hands... <laughs> It neutralizes all the, the yeah, all the pheromones from your just from <laughs> from mashing from mashing one out. <laughs> Why are you mashing on your on your genitals? I guess mashing. it doesn't have to just no, be. No, dicks. you're right. You're right. Mashing is a much female more gamers. Liam, you're right. Mashing is a more inclusive. And also, you know what? Gen gender isn't genitals either. Mash one out. Mash one mash out. One Medium out. majors. Mash one out. Adderall and any other stimulant is extremely dangerous. And it's on everyone to make sure that it's not some open secret for two people to uncomfortably joke about in an interview. There's a quote I really like, back from an era, or back from the era when uh, baseball was experiencing another doping scandal, this time from steroids. Uh, Joe Torres, this baseball executive or something. Mm -hmm. And he said the following. In regards to steroids, I think we're all to blame. <laughs> all of baseball. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I thought he meant everyone. Like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Oh, man. I was just a fervent Red Sox supporter until yeah, I you. was 10. Hey, it wasn't my fault. Fucking five year old. Oh, in the fuck. I sold Mark McGuire steroids when I was six. Oh. And Cal Ripken. My fault, guys. Oh, my fault. I'm sorry. We all contribute to the culture we inhabit. We are all responsible. And that is my story for this week. That was fascinating. So I'll say this. I kind of think that, like, if you're an athlete... Oh, my God, wait. He's about to go pro steroids on us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If you're an athlete... Dig, you dig, are, dig. If you're making this decision as an adult to be like, I want to put my body into superhero mode and suffer the consequences thereafter, fucking go for it. I don't care. It's going to make the sport more exciting for me to watch. I Fairness, think, yeah, it, it's a little it, unfair. Then everyone dopes. I'm and not... Then, I'm not interested necessarily in the argument of fairness, but isn't I think the a good counter argument is is all the the psychological things where you become a danger to others and that like it, it like if oh, there was yeah. yeah like if there was a I drug, always forget about that if there was a drug that made you like super god like if you went like full Goku like if Goku played baseball rare it I would watch baseball because I because then Goku would be playing it and then you could have like a stadium that's like three miles long and everybody's flying around and picking up and like making incredible picks, but like. And and if there was a drug that made it just that and it was and it could like just stay on the field and then after Goku lumbered off the field to, he turned back into mild minor Clark Kent yeah exactly he could, and and then be like a normal functioning reporter for part the, of for society the Daily Bugle maybe it's the Daily Planet Fuck. I was making a Spider Man joke steroids we know really fucks with your head and then also like Adderall if, if like again if you don't have ADD or ADHD it'll it, it will get no, you no, like no. wicked in depressed. gaming in gaming there should be no there should be no drug use I'd like to make that clear <laughs> professional athletes are paid way too much money to do ridiculous stuff so I, I'm a little more lenient to be like <laughs> let's let 
Jose Canseco inject bull semen into his arms. Like, I guess. I don't know, man. The international prize pool was like two million last year. Hey, we're going to take a little break. Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams, and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Oh, the break was for a podcast on the Major Cast Network. You just heard it, and now we're back. What? Whoa! Crazy Crazy. how podcasts work. Yeah. It was Christmas week in Oakland in 1990. And Stephen Bloom, not the voice actor, uh, was wandering through the lot, that timeless gathering of hippies that springs up in the parking lot before every Grateful Dead concert, when a deadhead handed him a yellow flyer. We're going to go meet at 420 on 420 for 420-ing in Marin County at the Bolinas Ridge Sunset Spot on Mount Tamalapais, run the message. Bloom was a reporter for High Times Magazine and had never heard of 420-ing before. This was in 1990. <laughs> Flyer came back complete with the 420 backstory. 420 started somewhere in San Rafael, California in the late 70s. It started as the police code for marijuana smoking in progress. After local heads heard of the police call, deadheads at us, they started using the expression 420 when referring to pot. This wasn't true, uh, but like that yeah. went around for a really long time. There are like six different origin stories well, I found for it. the number 420. Oh, you fucking found it? I found it. Awesome. Uh, had nothing to do with the police code, though the San Rafael part was dead on. Indeed, a group of five San Rafael high school friends known as the Waldos, because they would hang outside the wall uh, of their school, coined the term in 1971. It was just because they would go around 4 p.m., to go smoke like it like it was it was the most okay, innocuous it's just because oh it's like four it's like a little past four o'clock we can we should be good to go smoke by school that's the origin that i've heard that that is the true origin okay. it's and then how it turned into a holiday no one knows how because i only think that's been that's got years. Be very recent, it's very right? recent our lifetime so what's weird is the code often creeps into popular culture and mainstream settings pulp fiction all the clocks are set to 420 in the whole movie cool get it cool. and in 2003 when california uh legislator codified the medical marijuana law voters uh the bill was named sb 420 hmm. and there's another section of pop culture that has kind of ran away with the pageantry of 420 television so, but Liam, you talk about television on this I podcast. I do. See, we're starting to bring it in. I like to start somewhere where it's like, that's not what we he like talks. We like to start. We like to start in the neighbor's yard. Yeah, we like to start our cookouts <laughs> in the neighbor's yard <laughs> without their permission. Um, so back in the heydays of okay, so I'm going to use a couple of terms. Network sitcom is a sitcom that was on network television. What that means is when you buy a TV, you plug it into the wall. You're going to get ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, WB. And like your local channels. Yeah. That's network. You don't get a cable. You no don't cable get cable. Box. Cable is like Comedy Central, FX, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, that. And then subscription, yeah. HBO, Showtime, Stars. All very different in how they approach television shows. But when network sitcoms were the only sitcoms, shows would be on for a long time. You wanted to be on half of the year, once a week, half of the year. So shows would get anywhere from 22 to 26 episodes a season. Oh, gosh. To this day, there are still some some that do. Arrow. But, uh, Arrow's one of them, I think. CW used to be WB and was a network sitcom. Oh, boy. 
luckily, nowadays, even on some networks, especially with freshman shows, which is first year shows, you're going to get somewhere between 10 to 13 an episode, and cable tends not to go past 13 episodes a season. Okay. 26 episodes a season. And the idea was you wanted to get 100, so you could do syndication. And by the time you get to 100 episodes, you're basically about to start your fifth season. So what that meant is that most successful sitcoms had a season four, episode 20. Oh, shit. So sometimes a show would cross this threshold and then just completely ignore it. Yeah. Lame. I looked up... Lame television shows. I'm not even kidding. Today, I researched maybe 75 sitcoms and went through all of their season fours, and most of them just kind of brushed it off. Oh, God. But sometimes something magical would happen. Mm. And whether it had to do with the episode or not, a passing reference would be made. So... We're going to play a game. Would you like to play a game? I would. But before we start the game, I'm going to give you some... That's of the, more like fifth character this episode, the Jigsaw. Saw Doll. The game is basically we're going to look at certain shows in their 420 episodes. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, we're going to look at some of the outliers, ones that I think were like, if you stretched it a bit, maybe it was there, or just something weird about their season four, episode 20. Yeah. Full House, season four, episode 20 is called Fuller House. Weird. Isn't that fucking weird? That is a little weird, yeah. I made my skin crawl when I read that. <laughs> season Like four. somebody walking over your grave. Season four, episode 20 of Martin Lawrence's sitcom, Martin, had cameos in one episode by the following people. Halle Berry, Johnny Cochran, Brian McKnight, Donnie Simpson, Chris Rock, Salt and Peppa, Robert Townsend, Shaquille O'Neal, and Will Smith. That's a, that's a, a lot of, of people. That's a ton of, and Martin was like early 2000s, that's a ton of A-list people. This is before Sha- this was when Shaq was still playing basketball. This one I think is just total coincidence, but it kind of freaks me out a bit. On Home Improvement, season four, episode twenty, Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer guest, uh, and their characters were so popular they got a spinoff called Buddies. Now Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer did not write it, and in fact Jim Brewer was recast before the pilot was. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring that up is because later Chappelle and Brewer would go on to make a pot movie called Half Baked. And Buddies is kind of a dumb weed pun with Bud. Oh, oh. This is weird, right? Hmm. So my one of my favorite TV shows is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is made by uh, Creepy Creeper Jomps Wobblin yeah, and oh his uh, staff who worked twice as hard now that I, uh, as for events have come clear. Yeah. Um, and I just love this. Season four, episode 20 is my favorite episode of Buffy. It's this really trippy dream episode. <laughs> Nothing weed related happens. But at that point in the show, you have 69 episodes left until you've watched all the episodes. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Marty Noxon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I refuse to <laughs> credit Jonks Wongler to it. All right. So we're going to play a game now. The game is Sit Comedy 2. 420. All right. And so what it is is I we're going to I'm going to give you the, you know, the name of the sitcom, what the sitcom's about, the name of the episode for season 4 episode 20. Oh, and am I going to have to guess? No, 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 oh. and the description. And what we're going to do is we're going to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 um in four categories with cleverness, like how clever is the title? Is, yeah, is the pun. Subtleness, how on the nose is the title and you want more points for the more smooth you are okay relation to marijuana in the episode so if it's an episode that's about drugs or smoking or something that's going to get you higher than if it's just a pun and then groovy times which is how fun would this episode be to watch when you're stoned hell yeah and then at the end we'll add it up and see which one does the best man i'm so excited for this game all right and like 
feel free to play at home, y'all. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, play at home. Yeah. See if see if you get the same that we get. Mad About You was a sitcom that starred Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. It was about a newlywed couple, a really, really newlywed couple that were married in New York. So it was almost kind of like a Gen Xers look at uh, the institution of marriage. Okay. And it kind of spun off friends because uh, Phoebe's sister, who's also played by... Helen Hunt? No, Lisa Kudrow. Ah. It's the, she plays both sisters. Oh. Was in that show. And like Kramer is also in it. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So, Mad About You. Season four, episode 20, is called The Weed. The description is, Paul makes a documentary about a weed while Jamie plans a weekend vacation in Pennsylvania. And also, Jamie has problems with the mayor's campaign. All right, well, okay. So cleverness, I'm gonna gonna give like a four. I was gonna say maybe three. Well, here's what I'll say four. This was a early 90s show, and it was definitely when like oh when when so this was this was like forging new ground really yeah okay so i think that it that's a four because they were like fuck it the weed no nah, it's more like a 420 exactly yeah so are you cool with four i think we can i think we can settle on four subtlety one one oh so that's five weed related episode there's a documentary <laughs> about a, a weed. weed so like a weed or three, no, no. two, two, like two. Oh, and and here we see the majestic. Wait, hang on a second. And here we see the majestic dandelion. Yeah, there yeah, you there go. we go. Two. Like fuck that. And then groovy times. Mm, like two. I would say two. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want to watch like a, a TV show about a documentary about a weed. About a documentarian. Oh God. Yeah. So that will give Mad About You a nine. S- Golden Girls was an NBC sitcom about four older women living together, and it is super great and lovely and comforting and wonderful. Um, it's the reason that everyone knows who Betty White is, basically. Well, she was also in Mary Tyler Moore, but... Uh, season four of episode 20 is called High Anxiety. From IMDb, Rose tries to overcome her addiction to painkillers. Meanwhile, Dorothy and Sophia appear in a TV commercial for a pizzeria. Oh, man. Okay, this is going to be a high-scoring one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cleverness? Like a seven. Like a seven. Seven, I think. Subtlety? I think, like, I'll give it a seven. Six, five? Like, you give it a seven? They did have the word high in there. Yeah, I guess. But this is the eight. Let's give it a five. Let's give it a five. Five is fair. Uh, Weed-related episode. Overcoming painkiller addiction is drug-ish. Commercial for a pizzeria? Hell Much yeah. more so. So I want to give it a five um, because I think the kicking your drug addiction is sort of bringing down the... Yeah, maybe killing the, killing the buzz So that's bit, five, five and seven. And then Groovy Times. Oh, that's like ten out of thr- ten. No, really? ten out of ten. We get to watch We get to watch somebody overcome a pill addiction. It's Betty White. We get to see somebody overcome a pill addiction, which is the height of drama. And then two... Watch, watch, watch Dorothy and Sophia, a mother and daughter, do a pizza career Do commercial. a pizza commercial? I Maybe not a ten. Maybe eight? I jumped the Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit on Should we this. give it an eight? I think we should... Yeah, give it an eight. Okay, so five, five. Because five. You see pizza in the episode, and then you make a pizza, or you order one from the Papa John's. And everything's great. Yeah. So in that case, 20. No, it's not. Five, nope, five. 25. Seven, eight. All right. Uh, 
Um, guys, this is, I'm keeping this in. This is live on the air. Yeah. Uh, we got a big old, we got a big old. We got exclusive. Surprise. Musty TV co-host and personal friend, Josh Phillips, just texted me a happy birthday text and sent me a link to the Ramones. Happy birthday. Aw. He baked us some fucking killer peanut, peanut butter, butter oatmeal cookies. cookies. Yeah. Oh, and man. And made us a playlist of some of the most dope music I've ever heard. Yeah, it was great. Shout out to Josh. He's gonna love this. Ooh, I'm not even gonna tell him about it. Well, let this be a surprise. Different Strokes is a sitcom that we will do an entire episode about because the behind the scenes of that is tragic. Oh. So it's about a wealthy man adopting two black sons. I believe they're brothers. Uh, and it popularized Gary Coleman asking what Willis was talking about. What is he talking about? Well, various things, because that joke is used a lot throughout the show, but <laughs> I never watched it. Man, Willis was such a talker. Oh, man, what a card. Anyways, episode 20 of season four was called Green Hair, and here's the description. Kimberly's hair turns green before a date due to using a copper bowl affected by acid rain to wash her hair, which gets the Drummond family talking about how to help the environment. Oh, so it's green in two different ways. All right, cleverness. I kind of want to say, I like... I want to give it, like, a nine. I think so, too. I think it deserves a nine. I think that one was really clever. So that's a nine for cleverness. Subtlety, I, I kind of want to give it, like, a seven it, or yeah, eight. Yeah, put it up there. We'll do a seven. Because it, like, you know... You know what? No, I'm going to do an eight. Because it was just green hair, yeah. and it made sense in the show. It's eight. So it already has... Nobody's, 17. Nobody's ever called weed green hair, and if you do, you're disgusting. Stop saying don't that. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Don't do that. I'm gonna smoke this green hair. I don't want to hang out with you anymore, actually. Uh, Weed-related episode, other than the word bowl from the <laughs> description <laughs> list, there's nothing. So I'm gonna give that a two. Yeah. And then Groovy Times. I think uh, that would be fun to watch. I also think that would be fun to watch. And to I'm be honest, give that another you, eight. I think I'd learn a lot watching it. I think so too. So I'm gonna give that one an eight. And props for being pro climate stuff. Yeah. So early on, hell yeah. So that was a, a nine. Suck Willis's dick, Al Gore. A nine, an eight, a two, and an eight <laughs> is twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Nine. Plus eight is seventeen. Right, right, right. God, we're so bad at math. We're yeah, so it's, it's crazy it. how bad I am at math right now. News Radio was a show about people who worked at a news radio station, and it starred Dave Foley from The Kids in the Hall, Phil Hartman from SNL, Andy Dick and Maura Tierney from acting, and Joe Rogan, who played a character named Joe. Oh, man, that's weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a really good sitcom, and is when he was like just starting out. So Yeah. Uh, episode 4 of season 20 is called 420, like the time. Yeah. Um, and the synopsis is Mr. James invites the WNYX staff to a smoker at his men's club where Matthew and Joe will participate in a no holds barred ultimate fight. Wow. Okay. Actually, now it makes a lot of sense that Joe Rogan would be on the show. Talks about weed. There's an ultimate fight. Does it, does it also hate feminism? Maybe. <laughs> Cleverness. Not the cleverest title. Yeah, no. So like, not, I'd say maybe a four. Like a, I'd say maybe like a three or two. We'll, we'll do three. It's literally 420. Subtlety is, is a, another three, because it's literally 420. Yeah. Weed-related episode, like a five, because there's a smoker. I, I mean, I guess they're well, smoking. Uh, groovy times, though, an eight, because I would like to watch young Cho Rogan in an ultimate fight. That would be weird to watch, yeah. Three, three, five, eight is 19? Yeah. This whole this whole back end of the episode is like a long pause while while a listener screams, "It's nineteen! It's nineteen! You idiots!" All right, 
We're going to get through this next one, all right? Just bear with me. Oh, uh-oh. The Big Bang Theory is a TV show about nerds making fun of autism or something. I want to die. Season 4, episode 20 is called The Herb Garden Germination. Sheldon and Amy secretly experiment on the gang by spreading rumors when they hear that Bernadette is thinking about breaking up with Howard. That's so fucked up. So cleverness, like a six. Herb Garden. Herb Garden? Really? Five. Five. Um, subtlety, two. No, well. Uh, I think subtlety maybe is like a four. Yeah. Yeah. Five plus four is nine. We've related episode zero we, has nothing to zero. do with zero. Yeah, and then uh, uh, oh, actually, what? you know what? Why don't we hang on a second? In an unprecedented move, I'm gonna suggest that we subtract points. One, because man, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I really got it out for the Big Bang Theory. It's my mom's favorite show, and I've had to see too much of it. So they're back to seven again. And then um, episode watchability, absolutely not. Abs- no. Negative three. Negative three. So we, how much have we subtracted? Uh, they have four points. They have four points. Let's just take another one off for the hell of it. Three Fuck points. Fuck <laughs> Okay. King of Queens supplied Kevin James with enough Crisco to keep his belly jelly for years. The 20... 20- I feel okay to say that because that's a joke the show would have made. I can image shame Kevin James because he image shames himself. <sighs> Wow, nobody nobody wants to make fun of Kevin James's body more than Kevin James, and it kind of weirds me out. What his entire brand is is that he's kind of fat. He's not even that fat. He's really tall. He's a tall. He's, he's a, just a tall big he's dude. A tall big. Bo- no, he's a tall big man. He's a big man. And I don't like the movies that he makes. I don't either. And I've seen his stand up. It's really funny. Oh. I don't know where the translation goes. I've I've hate everything that he's been in. Anyways, Kim Coons was a show that Kevin James was on and uh, Patton Oswalt was on it and one time did an entire take without moving and you can find it on YouTube. It's very funny. <laughs> the 20th episode of the fourth season was called Trainwreck. Doug gets paired together with a new trainee whom he's attracted to and is afraid to tell Carrie. Carrie finds out, but she does not care because she thinks Doug is nice. Angered by this, Doug tries to get his trainee to harass him. Trainwreck is a strain of marijuana. Oh. It's a very popular strain of marijuana. Okay, so I guess then we have to Cleverness is gonna be pretty high as think... a subtlety. I'm saying like back to back sevens. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nine and a ten, because I mean nine like, and a ten? Yeah, a nine and a ten. Cause like I don't I don't know anything about like weed strains or whatever. So like if you didn't, you just wouldn't know. That's extremely subtle. Uh so that's ni- uh nine and a ten, that's nineteen. Um weed related episode? Zero. Zero, yeah. And then Watch it. I'm gonna say zero because yeah. I don't want to watch someone try to force someone to harass them. Man, yeah, like a really, a really strong opening from the the, Kev. the king of queens. Yeah, but not so much on that back half. We got two more. All right, okay, let me check. Yeah, we got two more. The Drew Carey Show was this weird little sitcom that made Drew Carey a total star, and I haven't I've seen bits and pieces, and it's like looks like it was really cool and really weird and ahead of its time. So episode. 20 of season four is called drug co like drug company but drug co is like one word okay uh lewis is excited to be in line for a promotion to to the head of the janitorial department at drug co drew is upset when he finds his dog speedy is developing cataracts so it sounds speedy is a drug and cataracts are something that you i believe can treat with pot or that could be glaucoma it's glaucoma yeah cataracts cataracts are when you get like a blind spot in the center of your vision and then it's just you you don't see there ever again forever cleverness i'm gonna say like 
three or four. Yeah, three or four. Uh, subtlety, two. The word drug in it. Yeah. So it's a sex. I don't, and I don't think it's a, I mean, drug, what drugs do they sell at drug co? They don't, I don't know. So All I'm right. going to say like so then another one like, or yeah, two maybe. Two. And then the last one, I'm going to say zero. I, I don't want to watch if that I episode. Don't, if I don't learn what drugs they're making, then they might as well not exist. And I also don't want to hear about a dog getting cataracts. That's extremely sad. So that's like six points. Ooh, no, boy. eight points. Sorry. SpongeBob SquarePants is awesome. Season four of episode 20 is called Best Day Ever. It's a fun musical episode. Are you fucking with, serious? And it's filled with bright colors and catchy tunes. Um, I remember. 10, 10 points. Holy shit. 40 can we, points, can we just right? give it across the board? Yeah. yeah. God, SpongeBob was such a fucking good television show. Especially, like, if you go back and you watch, like, the first the two the, seasons yeah. are, like, insanely Amazing. good comedy. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's so creative. Shape my sense of humor. All right, you want to hear the, the winners and losers? Yeah. All right. Bottom at the bottom is Big Bang Theory with three points. Ahead of that is the Drew Carey Show with eight points. After that is Mad About You with nine points. Then we have a tie of News Radio and King of Queens both at 19 points. Golden Girls at 25, Different Strokes at 27, and then taking it home is SpongeBob with 40 points. So you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. By this rubric. Is the greatest television show of all time. And that is the first game of Media Majors. Yeah. Said Comedy 2. They made it a game. The comicking. So sometimes we talk about bummer stuff like uh, cocaine and Adderall yeah, and horrible, how easy it is to get. drug addiction that ruins your life and body. And we like to uh, pad that out a little bit with something we call self-care corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do is we just talk about something good that happened to yeah, us. Yeah, we do. You can send in your own self-care corner at our email at mediamajorspodcast at gmail.com. Yesterday, I went to see a show starring friend of the network, Luke from Musty TV in Japan anime. He was in a show where he went on three blind dates on stage in front of an audience, and it gave me a panic attack. That's horrifying. Yeah, they gave him criticism, constructive criticism, sometimes during the date, which was super hard to sit through, but hilarious. That's horrifying. So at one point, he's talking to one girl, and he mentions that he wants to do comedy. And she goes, oh, do your friends think you're funny? And there's this <laughs> lull. And I just go, well. And I go, no. <laughs> and he turns and gives me two big thumbs up and a smile and goes, thank you, Liam. <laughs> and it was the happiest I've ever felt. And it, it made my day. And then uh, we, Luke and I hung out with the bar with a lot of the people from the audience who also agreed that some other audience, audience members were too harsh. <laughs> and the host was super weird. That's very uncomfortable. So that's my self-care corner. You can talk about watching me uh, lose a Shadow of Colossus over and over again. Oh my god. Alright. We don't have to. No, we don't We don't have to. We're gonna, we're gonna balance it out. Self-care, my self-care corner is gonna be a little subversive it's this It's schadenfreude corner. I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about relief. Like, release that I felt at points during my week. One was exiting the California DMV, which is, I think, maybe the scariest place on earth. Not because of the people waiting in line there, but because because the people who work there are very mean to you. They're very cruel people. And the other thing is, this 
motherfucker finally beat Shadow of the Colossus. I wa I sat up until like three in the morning watching him for three hours maybe yep. fight the same Colossus. No, no, no. I played for three hours because I three beat hours. three other bosses before it. You spent like an hour and a half on the same Colossus and I wanted to die and he beat it and I got to watch him beat it and the end of that game is like maybe a perfect video game ending and it was a, a huge relief for me to see Liam be done. Now, do listeners know that Tom is wearing his underwear? Oh, no, we haven't mentioned that. No, but now you know. Like That's my self-care corner. <laughs> I did this whole fucking episode with no pants on, and I think I felt really loose and free, and I liked the energy. All right, we're going to wrap it up because it's my birthday, and I've got stuff I want to do. So uh, listen to the other podcasts on the network. You Follow know us what at they Media are. Majors, cast on Twitter. What was that? Did you do your self-care corner? Yeah, you missed it. Oh. Yeah, you weren't in the room. Uh, um, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We're actually getting ratings. We have which is cool. five ratings. Holy Unfortunately, shit. we can't see who gave us those ratings, but whoever did, thank you so much. Yeah. Means and a lot. if you want to publicly help us, write a review on iTunes. Yeah, it's great. Ah. It helps out small podcasts like us. Guys, if you write the review, they're going to follow you online. They're going to give you a shout out on the podcast. You're going to get lots of love and attention. It's going to be great. You're going to make a new friend. Z. No, we're one person collectively. Yeah. I'm attached. I'm attached. By the by arm. By the arm. We're oh, talking at the, the same, same moment. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. We'll be there for you. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty and stay major.